Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. We're about to set another record here. Two weeks in a row, I've actually uh, corralled him <laughs> to get him in the studio. It's nice to have you listening out there, wherever you are today, or maybe you're listening in podcast form from outside of the state of Utah. It's important to remind people from time to time, I think, Navi, that at this time of the morning on a Saturday, the 50,000-watt signal of KSL just blasts out there to 12 western states. You know, uh, I've heard of the show in San Diego and in southern Canada. Yeah. Uh, and I always love to tell the story when we uh, took a trip up to Twin Anchors, the boat manufacturers that put houseboats at Lake Powell. Right. They were up in uh, British Columbia at uh, Shoe Swap Lake and invited us up one year. I've been there. So we took the family up and spent uh, a weekend or three or four days anyway. And as we were loading stuff out of the uh, motorhome onto the boat for our stay, they were asking what we were doing there. And we explained we were from the radio station and this. And they said, wait a minute. We listen to that up here. Right. So it's crazy, uh, the, the stories you'll hear from time to time. And missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from time to time will get a skip of the signal outside the atmosphere and have it drop in on an island somewhere and listen. Makes them feel like they're at home. Anyway, uh, wherever you're listening today, thanks for uh, riding along or listening along here to uh, KSL Outdoors Radio. Mike Navidovskis in studio. Navi, good to see you. Really good to be here. Yeah, and I got lucky to catch you this week because you're headed out again. Yeah, uh, we're, I'm retired, did I tell you, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Be- Becky did this to me for the first uh, 18 months of her retirement. Well, this is the longest stint. Um, Gal and I have been home. Well, we went to Moab for four days. Yeah. But we had a two-week window between trips, which we interrupted with Moab. Yeah. Mostly because of the sun. I, we're here to train for our bike ride, which starts next week. next week. And it's really hard to train. I've been wearing I've been wearing booties, gloves, and earmuffs. Oh yeah, it's been cold. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's not as fun to get really dressed to go out and ride a bike. Yeah, um, you leave Saturday or Sunday? We leave Sunday. Sunday, uh, and this program, of course, airing on uh, Saturday. Weather wise, uh, speaking of that, should get better. Of COVID, everybody coped any way they could, and. Even though they didn't feel stress, they were suffering stress. I was greatly. Yeah. And the birds. I sit there in my lawn chair or right by my motorhome. There's a window that's, you know, right in front of me. And the birds can't see me. And I just watch them and look at their, just the way they are and how beautiful they are. And then when a new bird arrives, oh, that one was there yesterday. It's wonderful. It is. It's wonderful. And it works. It is soothing. I think of you sitting there in your uh, <laughs> camp chair, watching the birds. Navidowski's getting soft <laughs> in his old age. Uh, this is the song that came to mind to me from uh, the soundtrack of Mary Poppins. Anyway, I bring that up today because we're talking about, and it's springtime, what to do if you find baby birds. Uh, and sometimes they'll fall out of the nest. Right. 
Uh, mother won't usually kick them out of the nest until they have some kind of an ability to fly. But our tendency is to come to the rescue, and that probably is the worst thing you could do. And uh, hard sometimes to watch nature take its course, but uh, we're going to talk with Faith Jolly, who's going to be back on nice. us today, so we'll talk about that. Other things on the program. This is something that uh, Jeff Sorry and I uh, participated in. Gosh, I was just looking at the pictures. I think 2015, and it's hard to believe that was eight years ago. But we rode along for part of the Kyle Petty charity ride, right. race car tri- driver Kyle Petty. I remember that. Uh, uh, who, of course, uh, his dad is still considered to be the king of uh, racing. Um, they're getting ready for their charity ride, which is coming up next week, I think. We'll f- find out when we get him on the air here in the next half hour. Uh, but uh, it's starting in Utah and is going to head down to, I know, parts of Nevada and make a big loop and then come back through several locations in Utah. And there's a lot of old-time uh, race car drivers that ride on this. It's a motorcycle charity right. ride. And uh, they're going to be doing some uh, fan gatherings for people at various places. So we're going to check in with them and yeah. find out where we can uh, give people heads up to uh, meet some of these people that tag along. Herschel Walker has been one that's been uh, traveling and been a part of this for a long, long time. So that's coming up in the next half hour. Uh, we'll go road tripping with the boys down in uh, southern Utah. And I just got a text from Bob because they were working to uh, connect us with a marketing director from the uh, East Zion Adventures to talk about some of the things that are going on down there and some of the services that are included in the Kanab area. So we'll do that uh, also in the next hour. Roger Aga from Bear River Lodge will join us. And who am I forgetting about? I think that's it. But we have fish bites, of course. Yes, we do. Coming up. And you're prepared for that? We are going to learn how to land a fish. I know that sounds crazy, but people say, Mike, I had a big one. He broke me off. No, that's user error. We're going to chat about that. Fish don't break you off. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When you talk about how to catch a fish, the memory that always pops into my mind, and I know you're you're going to know right where I'm going, was when we were up on the uh, Connectock River in Alaska and what it takes to land a 40- or 50-pound king on a fly rod. Right. Chasing that thing down the uh, the banks of the river. You win the war with your feet, and the worst thing you can do is touch your rod above the cork. Really? Yeah, because then you lose the balance of it. No, everybody is not used to a rod being stiff, straight. They want to get it up in the air, and so to get it up, they'll reach out and grab their rod. And as soon as they touch it, that's where it breaks. Really? Pop. All right, so uh, we'll look forward to getting that information out to everybody coming up in uh, Fish Bites in just a couple of minutes, so make sure you stay with us for that. We've got some news of the week to cover, which we will uh, do here on KSL. And again, looking forward to next hour, having Faith Jolly join us, uh, not just baby birds, but uh, newborns of all kinds of species, I'm sure, that you just want to stay away from and let Mother Nature uh, kind of handle it. Or let Mama Bird, we actually got attacked by a a robin in our front yard for trying to save one of the babies. Never cross them off. No. Uh, It had fallen out of the nest. Anyway, lots to do over the next couple of hours, so stay with us here. Another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio, and we're glad you're along for the ride. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. All right, before we get to some of the other particulars, uh, from time to time a, a viral video will pop up that you know reminds me it's uh, it dovetails into what we talk about here from time to time on the outdoor show, nature related. This is kind of what I picture you sitting. Uh, <laughs> I saw this. Video. Did you see this? Yeah. Uh, this video of uh, a guy who's just lounging on his porch, and I it looks like he's reading, or maybe he's on his phone. I can't tell. Uh, but as he's doing it, let me see if I can pull up the audio here. He's got his back turned to one side of the backyard. And all of a sudden, from one corner of his Zoom camera, or whatever it is, a black bear, <laughs> black bear wanders right up next yeah. to him. And the guy literally freezes, obviously. He's shocked, but so is the bear. And luckily, he just sat there and didn't respond, and the bear sat for a second. hand me the lemonade. <laughs> the bear just sat for a second and looked at him. That's a good-sized bear. Then they, they cut to a clip. This was in USA Today, and I put it on our Facebook page. They cut to a clip, and the guy's gone out of the chair, but the bear wanders from the other side oh, wow. across the porch. So... I don't know how the guy got out of there before the bear did, but uh, kind of funny, and that'll have you thinking twice about going out and just uh, lounging without paying attention to what's happening behind you. We have a different kind of bear on my back porch. What is it? Naked. You? <laughs> <laughs> Running from the, uh, no. the sauna? I <laughs> uh, wanted to talk about some of the closing dates because a couple of our resorts are going to call it quits this weekend as you listen to this, but... Uh, Remember, a few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, Woodward right. putting a uh, park on the Mineral Basin side of Snowbird. This is what it looks like. It's up and running now. Uh, they've done quite a bit of work back there, and it can't be easy getting some of that uh, gear to build all of this park area in Mineral Basin. Yeah, they must come up from the bottom. They come up from the backside on snowmobiles. Yeah. Because I see a lot of them coming out from snowmobiles. That's I had no idea. What a great combination. Snowbird's great. Yeah, and they're having a lot of fun. So let's talk about some of the closing dates. Uh, Alta's going to call it a, a season on Sunday. So as you listen to this program tomorrow, Beaver Mountain's closed. Brian Head is uh, open Saturdays and Sundays through April 30th. So for another week, they'll be open this weekend and then uh, one more weekend. Brighton says they're going to stay at it. Um, Well, they're closing on the 30th and then reopening daily May 5th through 29th. Only the uh, Millicent uh, chairman. So you're still going to be able to ski through the month of May up there. Oh, I know. It's sad. Alta had no choice. Yeah. Uh, And theirs must be a lease on the land or their insurance policy or something. No, it's about they lease it from the Forest Service. Uh, Deer Valley has extended the season, although they're going to call it quits on uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. 
So as you listen, that's coming up tomorrow. And if you look at all the footage right now, they have so much snow. They just crossed, with this last storm, they just crossed 600 inches for the season. Their prior record was 480-something. Yeah. They have beat the record by 20-some percent. It looks perfect there. It does. And I'm sure it's a little uh, tough for them just to shut things down. But it is what it is with all that snow. and. Now that these resorts have become year-round, they, they need to get their summer operations going, but that's totally at the mercy of Mother Nature. Right. Uh, so Deer Valley closes tomorrow as you listen to this interview. Park City has extended through May 1st, but that's only on the Park City side. Uh, the Canyon side's already closed. No! Last, last week. Uh, so you can ski the Park City side, but not the Canyon side. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Powder Mountain's closed. Snow Basin will close tomorrow, the 23rd, as you listen to this. Snowbird daily through May 14th, uh, but then Friday through Sunday through Memorial Day, uh, at least. My guess is they're going to extend that even beyond. Solitude will be open through May 21st. Uh, limited terrain and hours, however, starting on the 8th. Sundance already closed, and Woodward will be closing down not this weekend, but next weekend. So there's still skiing to be had up there. Becky's been back up at Snowbird a couple of times. Said the conditions weren't all that great. It was a little icy in the morning. Yeah, I read her post. Yeah. So uh, she's still been doing it. A couple of other things I wanted to throw in here real quick with uh, news of the week. I don't know if you saw any of these pictures, but a... Uh, young cow moose found itself in a bit of a predicament up the Ogden Canyon. The river was flowing fast and high and kept it from crossing and reaching the mountain on the uh, river's north side. And the south side was too steep to climb, so it kind of got stuck down there. And uh, the Division of Wildlife had to come to the rescue. They tranquilized the moose at 600 pounds of beef. you got to move somehow. <laughs> 600 pounds of moose uh, through deep snow and a steep slope. And thankfully, they got it out, and they will relocate it to an area. I think they're actually transporting it up to uh, Hardware Wildlife Management Area up there. So those moose, because I'm in a world of hurt here, I'm just going to go to sleep and wake up in another meadow. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, yesterday on Utah's Morning News, so Wednesday morning on Utah's Morning News, we were talking about the fact that the boats have returned, some of them, to the marina at the Great Salt Lake. Awesome. They haven't been able to get boats on the water. There just wasn't water there. Right. Uh, But it doesn't take much for some of these boats to get out. And look at that picture. So there's going to be some boats on the slips, and I know some smiles on the faces of boat owners. And then I don't know if you saw this. One more note that uh, the Netflix Netflix co-founder has bought ownership stake in Powder Mountain. Is he part of that big conglomerate? Uh, Must be. Yeah. Um, He's got to find some place to put his money. Reed Hastings, co-founder and executive chairman of Netflix, purchased a majority of the Summit Mountain Holding Group's shares There it is in Powder Mountain for an undisclosed amount. Uh, the acquisition makes him a minority owner of the resort, which the Summit Group bought in 2012 uh, with uh, the idea of creating a billion-dollar development consisting of uh, ski villages, 500 homes, and a home base for a group of entrepreneurs. I know they're still working on all of that. Uh, plans include 10,000 acres in Ogden Valley as a place for all future conferences and meetings, which would be a nice spot to go and enjoy, I'm sure. It's beautiful. Lots of good news there. And you can find it, by the way, uh, by checking out our Facebook page, which is just uh, KSL Outdoors Radio. Check out that video, too, of the black bear that walked yeah. onto somebody's porch. <laughs> I think I'd soil myself, actually. <clears throat> 
We will take a break. When we come back, we've got a news update on the half hour. On the other side, looking forward to talking with the great Kyle Petty and how you can see some of the greats of uh, racing all time here in Utah. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.